Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. glad you're here. We're ready to settle in and chat with you all. So get comfortable and um, we're just so glad to be together and have you with us. Yeah. So that's Lainey and I'm Laura Beth and we are the Steel Magnolias back at it again for some more Southern culture this week. We actually um, had a really fun weekend. We, we sure did. Full. Very full weekend. We spent all of our Saturday being the guest judges at the Iroquois Steeplechase here in Nashville. We were judges for the tailgating contest. Yeah, it was sponsored by the Your Williamson and Your Sumner magazines, and they asked us to be guest judges, and we had a ball looking at gorgeous tailgates yeah, all these, around on this. These contenders actually made it quite tough towards the end, because we were judging on food spread and... Best dressed and yeah, best and then, overall. Yeah, best And it overall. was, there were some great contenders. Yeah, and we... We enjoyed meeting so many people. Um, I got some great new ideas for tailgating, including we had an amazing breakfast shot. That was pancakes in a shot glass somehow. And so we may talk about that at a later day. Yeah. Fun weekend. That was cool. So we were honored to do that. If you didn't see any of our Instagram or Facebook posts, go and check Check those those out. out. There's some fun ones. We got dressed up in our finest. Yeah. And that was really fun too. And we just got visited by the Mother's Day Fairy. You want to tell the listeners what that's all about? (laughs) So we have a dear friend who shall remain unnamed who loves to honor her mom, who has passed away, by being a Mother's Day fairy and bringing lovely potted flowers to some of her favorite ladies. And I just found my potted flower on that the porch. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm at your house, so I really hope there's one over at my house. If there's not, I'll just have to share <laughs> the joy of yours. I don't but. know if she changes it up different years. I don't know how she does that, but it's the sweet tradition to honor her mom. Extremely and, thoughtful. And I was so honored to be a recipient. Yes. So, so thank you, Mother's Day Fairy. You know yes. who you are. Well, um, man, this is going to be a fun episode today. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Dun, dun, or I started to do like the wrong beat. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you. Oh my goodness. But Get we could together. go Pachelbel Cannon, but that may be too much for me <laughs> to, to hum. 
It's wedding season. Yay! So, while September and October are the most popular wedding months throughout the entire U.S., actually in the South, April to June dominate for wedding season. So, here in the South, it is deep wedding season. So, we're going to talk about all things wedding today, but mostly from the perspective of just what to expect, like Southern traditions as a guest or yeah. as a participant or it. This attendee. is not full-blown wedding planning for the bride. <laughs> There's, I'm sure, plenty of those podcast out there. Yes, that's but true. this is the Southern perspective on weddings. Some of the things you might see and... Yeah. Um, so, June, really popular. May, really popular. April-ish popular. Then it would jump to, like, September, October for popularity. Lost, yes, because it's too hot up in here <laughs> in July and August. You step outside and your sunglasses steam up. Nobody wants to be getting dressed up. No. In that. No. And Especially not in your church clothes and your hat and all your finest. That's right. But in the South, if you are participating in a wedding in any level in the fall... What's the most important thing well, to consider? Well, you've got Amy? to check out some football schedules <laughs> right. to work this thing out. <laughs> and uh, if you're not familiar with that, then um, you do need- your guest a favor and make sure that you're... That's right. You need to Google SEC football schedules for the year that you're planning. Because I can honestly say it is so funny to me when you get an invitation and it's like, Wait a minute, that's the, you know, yeah. UT Alabama football yeah. game. Surely this isn't on the same Iron Bowl, Iron Bowl weekend. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's these big games where you're going to literally, I'm not saying that your loved ones won't come, but I am saying you may need a TV on at the reception. That's true. Or they're not even going to be You're going to have some engaged. Dis- disengaged guests <laughs> that are going to be on their phones even more checking scores. So funny. Yeah, so it... We're joking, but it really is. It a really big is deal. an issue, even from venue perspectives. Like, if it's a hot venue, it really may be open for a reason, right? And if you're dying to do a wedding, I guess at that venue, and they're open, it may be because there's major SEC game that weekend. But um, yeah, I that's just something to consider. Yeah, I know people think that might be exaggerated, but I'm serious. It's something that you need to consider. Yeah. So, okay, let's just start yeah, with like, like where ve- do we go? We'll start with like venues, right? So faith is obviously a big component of Southern living. We're right. called the Bible Belt for, for a, reason. a reason. And that is because a lot Still of, a lot of weddings in churches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And typically, um, a, tra- a very traditional, I would say, Southern wedding is going to take place in a church for the ceremony and like in somebody's really big backyard. For the reception. Under a tent situation kind of a thing. Yeah. Is that... Yeah. There is definitely a move um, of doing ceremonies outside, Mm -hmm. which, again, as we kind of started this podcast, weather is a big factor. Certainly. So, for one, if you're, you know, a worrywart, (laughs) like, don't do a wedding outside, right? Um, And they do say always have a plan B. Yeah. Even, you know, any month it could rain... On your wedding day. So you need a, 
a backup plan. Yeah. But also, I would say in addition to churches, we see so many mm-hmm. in traditional churches, there's this new move of chic barns. That's right. I was going <laughs> to say that. So even those chic barns have like some epic oak tree or willow tree on the property that a lot of ceremonies are, are taking under, place. Right. And then move the reception the, into the chic barn. And if we have to have the... The plan B is, yeah, yeah have we'll, the entire we'll ceremony under the whole... But there's roof. literally barns being built to be wedding venues where they've literally <laughs> yeah. got these, you know, a horse. super cool looking... Places that were never intended yeah. to have horses. A horse and, never set foot in the right. barn. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that does work for a lot of venues. But yeah, I would say, um, you know, the, the South just really lends well to some really nice outdoor backdrops. Yeah. So I get why a lot more weddings are happening. People outdoors. desire that. Um, and, you know, we're old school, so bring your Sunday best as attire, yeah. right? Like, yeah. dress, you know, there's some, there's all sorts of etiquette books that you can check if you're really wanting to stick to the rules in terms of what hour the wedding starts, Yeah, what attire is you, appropriate you as a guest and... should. But I just always err on what I call Sunday best, but I don't even know if people know what Sunday best means anymore because... Well, that's true. Sundays are all over the place in terms of even where, what churches. There's you know, so have much now attire. that's different. You know, there used to be even it depended on where you were getting married and what hour on how long your veil was and all kinds of things. That's I mean, wild. there was lots of yeah, yeah. So I broke do's and probably, don'ts, and, but you know, I broke, but yeah. So Sunday best. That's all. That's the best way I know how to say it. You know what? Yeah. What you feel pretty in what you feel handsome in what you feel like you're honoring right yeah the the event that's right that would be where i would air there's some really funny pre-wedding traditions Traditions we have in the south so you've got a couple i think that you wanted to share we're talking about the weather and how up and down it can be and is it going to rain one of the big southern traditions um is one month before 30 days before your ceremony you do the burying of the bourbon is what the tradition is called. <laughs> um, Southern superstition says that you can prevent rain on your wedding day by burying a full unopened bottle of bourbon upside down at the wedding site exactly 30 days before the ceremony. So you literally dig a hole, bury this unopened bourbon upside down and somewhere on the property, right? Somewhere on the property, which you're later to dig up. Oh, okay. And partake of okay. on the wedding day. Okay, That's so there, part of it, too. It shouldn't be assumed that, like, most churches in the South have a ton now of have bourbon a ton. No, on property. This is going to get... Yeah, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Now, I will say, I tried... I asked you and Philip if you wanted to do this. Yes. Because I was going to do it for you, yeah. even. Um, and you were uncomfortable because you were using a place that... Yeah. You didn't attend the church and yeah. didn't feel comfortable with that, which I was fine with. But I did throw it out there just yeah. in case. Yeah. And you'd had a beautiful, you didn't have bad we didn't weather have any at all. Rain. <laughs> we had the heat of all heat. Well, it was the it hottest was day on record, but that's what happens. <laughs> it's July. It's July and August wedding. So that's why they're more popular in May and June here. But that's a popular thing you might see in. The South that you might not have even heard of in other parts of the country, but that's kind of a fun thing. And and the truth be known, I think people just have fun with the bourbon 
Absolutely. You know, digging it back out and drinking it. That's a fun thing. It sounds so. like something to go send the guys to go exactly. do, honestly. Exactly. Maybe they're not participating in any shower, <laughs> any of the wedding, like, bridal showers. Yeah. So, so let them feel a part of this go send silly them thing. The, yeah. Um, now, I, you hosted a bridal brunch um, or a bridal shower for me and did something that was really fun that is also sometimes done, actually, at Southern Some, wedding Sometimes people do it at the wedding, but I thought it would be fun to do at the shower. You see it both. So what's it actually called? The cake ribbon pool. Okay. Cake ribbon pool. Okay. So, so tell- some people, I think that some people used to, um, I think this may have been birthed. I'm not sure where this was birthed, but basically at the shower or bridesmaids luncheon, um, some people do this just for their single friends, but I did it inclusive of everybody that was there Yeah, at your shower. Yes. Um, but you attach these little charms to pull ribbons. Yeah. And each of the charms is supposed to have a meaning yeah. um, of something that is going to be prevalent in that person's life in the year ahead or something. So there's all these different little charms. And so you have this cake, and the charms basically are on a ribbon under the cake. So you can't see which one you're getting. So it could be any cake. Like, the any cake. kind of cake doesn't really the matter. The kind of cake doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but everybody gathers around, grabs a hold of a ribbon, and pulls. And whichever one you get, there's yeah. a little um, tag with it that says what you're getting. Yeah. So, you know, if there's a hot air balloon, it might be it's going to be an adventure for you. Okay. If it's, uh, there's lots of different ones. Um, a rocking chair might mean long life. That's cool. I saw like a ring could mean soon to be engaged. engaged, Those kinds of things. Let's Um, see. What were some of the other ones? Well, didn't you say that there were different sets? Yeah. So when I went to look for which ones I wanted, um, they usually would come, maybe this is a set of five. This is a set of five. And there's different ones in each set. Okay. So I picked the ones I like that I thought were, you know, sweet and inclusive of marrieds and singles and that kind of thing, just to make it really fun. So, um, you know, there's a fleur-de-lis, which is the um, popular in New Orleans symbol of prosperity. Yeah. Just different. Airplane for, you know, that could travels in the future. Yeah. That is fun. It was fun. So that's, we did it at a shower. Um, but it sometimes I think is done. It could be done at, at a reception. Okay. And I think with that, yeah, I don't know how you could include everyone. Maybe there you would just do the single people yeah. or something. I don't know. But yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I have a picture. Actually, I should give you that picture to put up on social media to just show everybody pool. pulling. It is cute. I've it's never cute. seen it before you did it. So. That was fun. That's a popular tradition. Mm-hmm. I'm very traditional, so I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure if you wanted to bury bourbon or cake pool, we're going to do it all. You were so fun. <laughs> yes. There are um, typically bridal brunches that the bride will do with her um, immediate family or like the wedding party just to give her a little more time like the day before or the morning of the wedding so bridesmaids luncheon yeah usually it's hosted by the mother of the bride yeah and yeah um yeah that's a intimate time with those ladies to give you a little talk time when yeah, it's not so hectic that may even be the time where like the bride will even give her bridesmaids a little gift right or 
you know, if she's got something that she's wanting to do to honor or say, because really everything starts moving so fast right. and everybody's a million directions. So that's a sweet time that I think is a fun tradition for yeah the bride to get time with her girls. One other thing some people do is um, sometimes when you set up your hair and makeup trial run, some people like to do a trial run of what they're going to do. Yeah. And on that day, they'll go ahead and do a bridal portrait. I've heard of this, yeah. Just so yeah. they're not so stressed out and they've already got... Yep. We've already paid to get all this done. Why don't we get yeah. and get some pictures of just you by yourself? Yeah. yeah. Rather than having your hair all done and you're just going to Walmart that day. Right. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're a little more relaxed and rested and... Yeah. Anyhow. Um, any other kind of like pre-wedding things you think are traditions or things that you've seen in the south uh, let's see here i guess that well one of the traditions that i read about but i guess that's more that's a newlywed thing so we'll get to that later um i had never been in i've been in at least eight weddings i was trying to remember that's a lot. i think yeah. i've been in at least eight weddings and um i've never been invited to something like this but a house party have you heard of this tradition that's kind of birthed in the south come see our new house no this is a before the wedding in addition to um, bridesmaids some brides designate a house party of friends and family who attend bridal activities to help out with ceremonial duties on the big day and they actually have a like rent a house to oh have kind of a party so apparently jenna bush Hager did this in 2008 in Texas, and that's kind of like a so if the thing bride that's or the groom are hosting this. It would be just like a bride thing. Okay, I don't know if grooms do it. Okay, but huh? Maybe it takes the place of bachelorette party. I'm not sure, but it's just like a weekend okay. or a like we're having a house party. Yeah, I, I've never been invited to anything like that, but I yeah. just wanted to mention it. Yes. Yeah. Well, since you even said the word bachelorette, this isn't in my notes, but Nashville is the number one spot right now for bachelorette parties. More than Las Vegas. I can't even believe it. Yeah. So I saw one out last night. I went to a concert downtown, and there they were in their pink and their finest boas and so funny. short skirts and all. So um, I guess if you're looking for a bachelorette spot, Nashville's definitely on your it list. Seems to be the hot thing, and there's, yeah, we see them. Numerous ones out and about on a, on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to end that. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's a house party. Um, let's see. I think most of my other stuff is actually at the wedding. Okay. So I haven't been to a lot of weddings where I saw a good amount of hats. I did. I think I mentioned on the podcast already. I went to a wedding in April where the bridal party was wearing fascinators, so that was actually part of their decor. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you see, on the invitation even, hats encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a fun tradition. That to, is a very sweet you know. thing. Now, that is popular in England, Ireland, Scotland. That's very normal. Right. Oh, for sure. For women to wear hats and fascinators. In Scotland, men wear their kilts. Yeah. And that's what you wear to a yeah. wedding. It's right. not even the, in the question. The invitation doesn't say <laughs> it doesn't that. doesn't have to say that. Because it doesn't have to. That's yeah. a given. Yeah. And that's why you see so many of them in their stores. Yeah. You're going to have tons of choices because this is a very common yeah. thing. Whereas you don't see that here. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of fascinator choices and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, why not do it here? Yeah. If you like that. So based on the, you know, again, we're talking, some of this is the seasonality. So April through June, you could see a good amount of seersucker on the men. Oh yeah. That would be Even on the southern. groom, on the groom's party. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Tan suits, light Linens. linen. Yeah. That Definitely. Would, that would not be, um, That's I wouldn't not, even say that would not be reserved only for like coastal sorts of southern weddings mm-hmm. like you you could be in the heart of alabama and yeah. see seersucker yeah so even though i think of or light gray or light tan linen beach suit. sort of yeah i don't know that's just me um okay well let's talk about a little bit about like the wedding party there's mm-hmm. some traditions with that um I <laughs> well for one huge wedding party is one thing you yeah. would say here and if, in the if there's a program which i hope there is because i think it's fun to as a guest, follow along. follow along. You may see uh, 12 plus names That's right. on each side. Particularly if this is a bride just out of college or That's something, right. you're going to see big numbers like that. Yeah. They're, if they've participated in a sorority or fraternity. There's going to be just larger numbers. Yeah. Sometimes you will even see certain things of fraternity and sorority uh, influence on the wedding of singing a song. Yes. I know. I was a Kappa Delta. I am a Kappa. I am a Kappa Delta, and so we would surround the bride and sing a Kappa Delta song around her at the mm-hmm. reception. Mm-hmm. You might see something like that. Yeah, um, that's sweet. Yeah, different. There's a couple of things that can be done. I mean, and people are getting as creative as they want to be these days, but to honor different family members. Yeah. So, again, even in your wedding party. Um, there could be a parent that you had hoped, you know, would be there to participate. And so there, or even a grandparent that's already passed, that's already Mm -hmm. passed. And so, um, sometimes you'll see like the lighting of a candle, Mm -hmm. even as part of the ceremony or even a pre ceremony, you know, somebody coming out and lighting the candle that's oftentimes or not oftentimes, but sometimes even mentioned in the program, you know, the, this is the what center we're doing. candle was lit in memory of yeah. you know so and so yeah um, and just other ways to honor family members you could obviously you could exchange vows in the same location oh that, that they did you know yeah, that's if it's special. a church that your family's been a part of a long time or where mm-hmm. your parents or you know somebody one side or the other's parents got. Married. Um, Some people will even reserve a seat. Like, they'll have a little marker, you know. Yeah. You know, to their grandmother, I know you would have been sitting here today, kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. With a little flower that was her favorite flower or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. you know, so you're acknowledging that, yeah. that person yeah. has already gone, but you're thinking of them. and Yeah. And then even living or already having passed, um... If there are other ways you're wanting to honor parents or grandparents, the there is a Southern tradition of having the father of the groom serve as the best man. Yes, definitely. I've this seen was that. news to me lately. I saw. Oh this, yeah, I saw this on a, a chat that I'm a part of. Um, there's a Southern Living group I've mentioned before um, that's on Facebook, and so somebody was really surprised that a Southern family had not done this. And so she was wondering like, what does this still, you know, hold precedent at weddings and things like that. So, um, 
Yeah, so having the father of the groom serve as the best man. Um, repurposing your mother's wedding dress or veil, that's yeah. often a way to honor honor her, again, living or past even. Yeah. And then even, like, anything generational, like heirloom jewelry sometimes yeah. can, can be either worn or part of your bouquet. bouquet. Yeah. The bouquet, actually, I've seen... People do all sorts of creative things. All kinds. I've even seen, um, like, a picture of the deceased family member hanging on. Tied on. Because you can kind of make it as public as you want. That's right. right. That's right. That could be private to you or, you know, like you've got something facing you that nobody else has seen. Or you could have it turned around. Like, oh, here's her grandma's favorite cameo and I want everybody to know. Yeah, you could put it in your pictures or you could just tuck it and it's there and you know about it. You know, I've seen handkerchiefs Mm -hmm. tied on. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of sweet creative things you can do even just with the bouquet. But yeah, those are just some things I've seen in terms of honoring. And we could even talk about, I mean, one you know, very popular tradition, not just in the South, is the something old, something new. Yes. Something borrowed, something blue. And in that, there's lots of ways to tie in. Yeah. Family or different traditions that you may have. Yeah. Um, I think in the South, a lot of times the something borrowed will tend to be a family heirloom. Yep. Or something like yep. that. Um, something that's been passed down um, just to give a sense of history and connection to yeah. your family. Yeah. Let's talk about flowers. Yeah. So there flowers. are some really gorgeous flowers that yeah. are in season. Yeah. During well, the months that we're talking about, especially. And one thing I would say that's funny about now, just in this day and age we're in and in everything's changed with fast transportation, is pretty much you can get any flower any month. Yeah. That's because true. people are bringing in this from Hawaii or yeah. this from, you know. So do people even know what's in season anymore? So I don't know no. if people <laughs> even know what's in season. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's local. Whereas it maybe it used to have been like what's in grandma's backyard. That's what you're going to have. That's what you're using. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. yeah. But um, I did. There, this is a Southern podcast. So I did just jot down a few things that are Southern. Yes. No matter what you might no matter what month, you might see magnolia, either, yep. either leaves or blooms, yep. and gardenia. Those yep. are very southern yep. things that you might see incorporated in de- decor or bouquets yeah. or boutonnieres and yeah, that kind of thing. Peonies are huge. Especially and, in the spring. And you can get them in different colors, too. White, pink, light peaches. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just so feminine. Almost a plum yeah. color. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. There's a lot of pretty shades of peonies and lilac. Yes, lilac. What about um, different, like, just garden roses, right? Like yes, white, lots of different um, roses. Light and, pinks. Oh, dogwood. That's also very... Southern in the spring and sweet peas or yeah. sweet in the springtime. Hydrangeas. Yes. Even more summer, but yeah. yeah. But you could Again, do a white hydrangea. You can get any time. Well, that's true. You could get any hydrangea color probably that you wanted at any month. Um, and you even see a lot of succulents now incorporated in yes. wedding bouquets. So interesting, and- isn't it? That kind of thing. So. But all those textures really do make they, for really mm-hmm. pretty 
pretty flowers. I've seen a lot of Queen Anne's lace. Yeah, that's a good filler. Like, case. It makes yeah. for a nice filler because it's kind of airy and light. Yeah. What yeah. Else? Lots of, Anything I mean, else? gosh, there's so Tulips. Many, yeah, um, that would be a particularly spring, spring thing. Yeah. Yes. Fun. Okay. Uh, Another thing you might see, um, I think, in the South is a lot of feminine detail. Just mm-hmm. with pearls. Yes. Again, you already mentioned embroidered handkerchiefs. People yeah. incorporate kind of those feminine yeah. things in different ways. Yeah. What else would you say in terms of expectations or things you've seen in the actual ceremony? Like, I would say, um, as a generality, Southern weddings are still pretty short. In terms of, like, you know, the ceremony itself, half hour, probably, in terms of... Oh, yeah, like, it's not like a Catholic it's mass, a Catholic, it's going to be... Yeah. Yeah. So, shorter. Probably about 30 minutes or so of yeah. um, song, exchanging of vowels, mm-hmm. probably a message of some sort. Um, Pretty brief, but yeah. Just sharing about marriage and... Yeah. Um, communion is sometimes yes. taken by the couple. I've even been to, I think I went to one wedding where the entire, uh, yeah. Yeah. Guests were, were invited to, to come for communion. I'll actually love that. Yeah. It's just to me. Yeah. I that's very covenantal yeah. to do communion together. Yeah. I think it's very sweet to so re- again, incorporate that. This being the Bible belt, like they're, could be, you know, some really strong faith components tied in. Yeah, I could go into many that I've seen. I, I remember a really sweet thing that was done at a wedding where um, instead of at the very end, you know, how the couple has been facing each other and then usually they turn and they walk out. Right. This couple was facing each other. They did their vows and then they turned with their backs to us and we all had a worship time together. Because they didn't want it to be all just about them. Wow. And it was really sweet. Yeah. it was like, oh, yeah, this is... Yeah, this is a, know, a holy A moment. bigger thing than yeah. just them. Yeah. That's interesting. So that was cool. Yeah, lots of different ways to bring in the faith element mm-hmm. that's important to the couple. Now, so anything else to say about the ceremony? I was going to mention Oh, let's else. see. My notes are kind of... That's not... Let's see. That's not ceremony, I think... Um, well, just one other thing I was going to say about the faith component is not that it's ceremony, but I, I think um, a lot of times when people want a pastor to do their ceremony, yeah, that pastor may have some expectations of, you know, now he wants to do some counseling and making sure that we're not just focusing on the wedding, the we're wedding focusing day. on the marriage because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to he or she wants to make sure that their role is healthy yeah um in doing this covenant so yeah. sometimes that it might be something that they have an expectation of like, yeah let's dive into yeah. making sure this is more than just a wedding yeah what so i'm gonna throw a question to you and i know you're not prepared for this so <laughs> i know it's gonna be a guesstimate what's the smallest and largest wedding you've been to like numbers wise attendees attendees yeah the smallest i've been to was probably under 20 okay that's small and the largest i've been to 
Might have had 300. Okay. I think that's the largest one I've been to. But I think on average, most people are around that 100 to 150 range. probably. These days. Average. Okay. I think. Yeah, I don't have a clue. I'm kind of guessing. I mean, I'm just going on my own experience attending. I haven't been to... I would say those two felt... Definitely under an average. I mean, yeah, under an outliers. way over the Big yeah. outliers. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. There again, I would say there's things that play into this. If the if the person is really young, yeah, and the parents are paying for it, right? Both of those elements bring about some unique things. So hear me out on this. <laughs> If it's the parents, the bride's parents paying for this. For everything. Yeah. They, ex- I'm just saying, a lot of them expect, have certain expectations of what this day is going to be. Yeah. And it's not just what the bride and groom want. Yeah. There's a lot of expectation in the South. On the guest list, specifically, is what you're my thinking. friends, business contacts, yeah. et cetera, will be in attendance because I'm paying for it, yeah. right? That's yeah. how some people look at it. It's yeah. not how many do you guys want. Okay, we'll honor that. Sometimes it's, no, this is going to be this thing that I've dreamt mm-hmm. of. And I'm talking about from the parents, mm-hmm. right? parents' perspective. Um, that changes if the bride and groom are, if the bride's parents are not paying for it yeah. or whatever, like yeah. then, then there starts being some different parameters, but does that make sense? Oh yeah. That's yeah. probably across the whole country. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, I just I mean, think of some of the, it always gets funky when there's money involved, no matter what the so relationship true. or scenario is. That is so true. So I'm not saying that's right money or wrong. Talks. <laughs> I, I wasn't saying that was right or wrong. I'm just yeah. saying that does play into things where yeah. um, it can get a wedding bigger yeah. than, than even necessary, than probably. Than what they even yeah. really want. Yeah. I think everybody would go, oh, the amount of people that you look back and go, the relationship just did not get maintained with these wedding guests. Like, Well, that's kind of what I was saying. If the bride's real young. Yeah. I mean, I think about when I dreamt of a wedding at 22, which by the way, right out of college for two, at least two summers, I felt like that was summer. I just was wedding, 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 wedding. I was in them. I was reading in them. I was, yeah. Doing uh, just so many different things, yeah. and I had no. <laughs> I was like trying to find. Okay, I've got another registry gift to buy, and I have no money. <laughs> like it was just a funny time know, of that's, life. <laughs> that's kind of the worst irony of it is you're asked to give the most, and you have probably the, the least, least money. You'll have at least that incremental income to even give. Yeah. So that was just interesting. I remember like two summers where I felt like, okay, this summer I have five weddings. Like it was a lot. Yeah. And, um, and it's all the same friend group. So you don't even want to wear the same thing to every, that's true. Pictures with the same people. Maybe it's not the same friend groups, but if it's college, you may have hung out with a lot of the same people. Yeah. And so that was kind of, but when I, when I was thinking about, oh, what my wedding would look like. Right. In that age, 
And you know how you have those mental things of like, well, if I invite these two, I have to invite it these three up. also. Mm-hmm. It opens up other cans. Of and so mm-hmm. mine probably would have been a lot bigger if it had been at 25. Right. Because of all those cans yes. that I would have been opening. Totally Whereas now, you know, it might not be like yeah. that. Yeah. And even now I think about too, you know, at an age that I'm at now, I'm still believing for marriage, but the person I marry may, this might not be their first marriage or yeah, they may have lost a spouse or who right. knows what. So are they going to want the huge wedding that I do? That's I don't know. True. You yeah. know, like there's yeah. just different things play in. Yeah. No matter what area of the country you're in. That's right. There's varieties of sizes and styles. There's one tradition that I've never seen, but I would absolutely love to see. This is specific to the New Orleans area. I know what it's going to be. I've never seen this either. The second line. The second line. So the second second line is a Southern tradition that uh, involves the bride, the groom, and the wedding party. And then the guests also parading brass uh, band style instruments from the ceremony to the reception and just keeping up that sort of celebratory mood of the event. So that is so cute. I mean, a whole parade with your friends with music. <laughs> no, it's like making even more dreams come true on your wedding day. Like, I know like, as if it's not enough to get to wear a pretty dress. Now you also get to be in a parade as with if your you're friends like, and your new spouse, also a pageant queen. <laughs> like it just keeps getting better. Yeah. I love that too, Laura Beth. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, I've never seen this. And I, the pictures I saw from them again, being new Orleans, it was probably stinking hot. And this might've been part of it. The brides had parasols. Oh, cute. And I'm like, it, again, dreamy. I'm now Mary Poppins with that is so all my fun. friends and spouse. And I just thought that's adorable. Um, well, let's talk about um, the actual reception. So there's a couple of fun traditions around things at the reception. One, I was excited to actually go research because we've mentioned it on a previous podcast, which is the groom's cake. Uh huh. It is southern. It's southern. We we were wondering this. I and was I, like, I hope it's southern. It is. So of hilarious. course it has its origins from Victorian England, mm-hmm. which we pull all of our <laughs> so many of our not traditions, all of our, but a lot of our good stuff comes from there. But um, yeah. So this is you know a wedding cake that's a little bit. I don't know, maybe more light, fun, fun, silly, a different flavor. You mm-hmm. know, like a chocolate or something with. Um, I don't know, some sort of a fruit or something in a, you know, a berry. You can anything, really. Yeah. Um, but, you know, something that's a departure from your classic white, white wedding or cake. Or almondy cake, yeah. But here's the fun part. If you have any free time, oh my gosh, time well spent to look up the hashtag groom's cake. Uh-uh. It will make you smile. I mean, I, of course, I did hashtag it. groom's cake. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm talking totally about, I'm this. talking about on Instagram, just typing in, and, that this okay people that don't understand hashtags this is a great example of it using a hashtag just files everything you're wanting to see about a certain topic into one feed mm-hmm. that is the beauty of a hashtag so if you haven't even looked up things by a hashtag before this is your start start here so here's some ones i found i saw the LSU stadium this is a cake so cute 
They, this is where you're going to see a lot of SEC, SEC football influence. influence, too. I saw the bride and the groom, or just a bride and groom, not like actual faces or anything. <laughs> so a bride and groom outside of a Waffle House. Uh-uh. <laughs> I saw a gallon of Bluebell ice cream. Um, a Yeti. It was, so it was a cake, but it looked like Bluebell right. ice cream. And, it, and it, the lid was kind of up a little bit, mm-hmm. so you could even so see the ice cream. And again, hashtag groom's cake. You can see all of these for yourself. A Yeti cooler. So cute. <laughs> uh, golf clubs. A massive brown trout. Um, <laughs> these are just like some of the highlights. A crawfish boil. And it had like, uh-uh. it That's was a adorable. massive pot and it had... Again, corn this is a and cake. The- it had corn. Uh-huh. It had, and it was like flames at the bottom. <laughs> it's so cute. It was so great. So, anyway, if you haven't gotten to enjoy a groom's cake, at least go enjoy hashtag groom's cake. And if you go to a wedding this summer and there's a good one, do a hashtag Steel Magnolias podcast yes. so we can see it too. I guess so we can see it too. Yeah, that is adorable. Um, well, I think another thing you might see at a southern reception is going to be southern food and a signature cocktail yes that's something that i've seen at a lot of weddings you might yeah. see and the pulled pork or brisket or yeah um fried chicken or um just different southern foods yeah. and definitely and a lot of times they cocktail. will like name the cocktail something yeah. fun for that day even if it's got all the ingredients of something that you've had before yeah like they'll just name it something <laughs> yeah fun. that's right it's actually a drink that's very popular really but today, but today. Is, right. <laughs> um yeah and then i saw this was really sweet i thought um a wedding once where they they actually did like a dessert buffet and i don't remember if this was like in lieu of the wedding cake but it was all these different desserts yes and the bride had asked several family members to actually make like an heirloom recipe and then did they have recipe and they had it printed out so cute like who you know aunt so-and-so made this this is you her know. peach gobbler yeah <laughs> and um yeah, I just That's thought that awesome. was a fun way to, well, for one, get some help, yeah. you know, pulling other people in. But it brought variety. Yeah. And it was just, That's I don't know, fun. it was really sweet. So, Especially, um, I haven't, I, I laugh, I so loved that movie, Father of the Bride. The old one and the new one. Mm-hmm. But do you remember in the new one when they're meeting with the wedding coordinator and he was just... Franck. Franck. That's yeah. it. I couldn't have, I, that was not on the tip of my tongue, but it was Franck. And uh, he's quoting the prices of said wedding cake. And Steve Martin says, for some flour and sugar. <laughs> it's true, though. I think they can get pricey. So yeah. that could be a fun, if you're on a budget, too, to get some people to yeah. do the dessert bar. Yeah. Um. Do you know any other, like, I don't really know any, like, Southern-specific things, though, in terms of, like, dances or... Um, well, we've talked about Southern dancing. I mean, you may see an influence of, you know, if a family is good at a certain kind of... I mean, if they know how to Tennessee... If they know how to waltz, then I would want a Tennessee waltz to be in my... Yeah. You know, or something yeah. like that. You might see an influence of... A dance style. Yeah. 
I don't know how to Tennessee waltz, so the first wedding song, or the first song to get everybody out on the dance floor at my wedding was Rocky Top. And it worked, and it didn't totally it? totally landed, yes. Like some people that might not even dance the rest of the night got out they there got for out that there. one. That was, so again, SEC football influences <laughs> even weddings. Yes, I've been on the dance floor to Rocky Top at a few weddings. It's a fun, it's mm-hmm. a fun one. Mm-hmm. Now, post-wedding, I've heard of, like, housewarming parties that are, you know... What the pounding they? party? Yes, that's what they call them. <laughs> I couldn't think of it, and I don't know why. I've never been to a pounding party, and I've been, like I said, in at least eight weddings, maybe more than that. Well, I've only heard of it, but it just comes down to everything in Pounds. units of a pound, and right? And blessing this new couple with, or this person with um, a pound of this a pound of that to stock their pantry yeah is the idea which the other thing that we've seen before often though it's before the wedding for a couple's shower yeah is a stock the bar party that's really popular and And i think that's cute that that's actually incorporate guys blessing even as the recipient right like flowers not that expensive (laughs) but you know to have a stock in a bar it is Yeah, so that's kind of a cute couple shower theme because I think men and women both can participate in yeah that a little more. Yeah. Now, I did forget to mention, um, in terms of gifts, we didn't dive into gifts on this episode. We did not. Because we had a really great episode that we already did that on that was on thoughtful gift giving. So if you haven't checked that out, and we are deep into wedding season and graduation season. That's right. And probably um, even baby shower season is upon us. Our early, well, it was an earlier episode mm-hmm. on thoughtful gift giving. Go back and listen to that because it really lots does of good ideas in that. Have some good ideas and things that weren't even necessarily expensive, right? Um, but thoughtful. Mm-hmm. So if you're needing some inspiration on a wedding gift, definitely go check that out. And then of course there's always the registry, so you can always just go straight yeah most people have those so Mm -hmm. well we would love to hear your southern traditions um whether you implement it yourself at your own event or you just uh, were something cool uh included in a a wedding or an event that uh, brought out something cool that you think we would know about we had so many people respond on our last episode with more Southern expressions. So thank you to everybody that sent over a note of something fun that you've either heard said in your town or in your family or just in passing. It was really fun to listen uh, or to hear some of those comments. So if you've got Southern wedding um, traditions that you would like for us to know about, please share those with us. Yeah, let us know what touched your heart at a wedding you attended or something. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. We appreciate all of you guys that are even subscribers. If you have not yet done that, just hit that subscribe button on your podcast app and that will allow you to be the first to see when a new episode is released. And we would love your reviews and ratings, too. Yes. That helps us. Five um, stars, please. Five stars is really helpful. And if you can write us a review, it helps us um, spread the word easier. Absolutely. All right, guys. We hope you all had fun with us. And we will see you here next time. 